Hey everyone, I'm Ashes. And I'm Will. And, and this, this is, is Ashes, Ashes and Will, Will Do Disney. Disney. Each week, one of us will tell the other the history, facts, and stories behind the rides and attractions of Disney that have made special memories for generations. Keep in mind that Ashes and Will Do Disney is not affiliated with or employed by the Walt Disney Company, and our views and opinions do not reflect theirs. Now it's time to sit back, relax, and put on your ears, because it's time for Ashes and Will Do Disney. Hello, everybody. I'm back for this week's mini episode. I took last week off with Father's Day. We also had some other celebrations going on. So I appreciate your patience while I took a little time off to enjoy some time with the family and then get everything together for this week. If you don't know, on the 22nd, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness hit Disney Plus. I watched it just last night and it was. It was a good movie overall. I really did enjoy it. It was much darker than anything Marvel has ever put out and definitely fairly scary. I know they had said that it was going to be considered a quote-unquote horror movie and I would say that that was fairly accurate because it definitely had some creepy elements, a couple of jump scares, made my oldest kiddo scream a couple times. But definitely check it out if you haven't. Also have been watching Ms. Marvel on there. The third episode is out now. Getting ready to watch that here pretty soon after I'm done recording this. And that's one of those things where if you watch it knowing that it is geared towards a younger audience, then it's enjoyable. If you watch it expecting it to be just like any other Marvel movie, then it's not going to be the same. But overall, it's pretty good. But that leads us right into our topic for this week. I've always had an affinity for Spider-Man. I look forward to Saturday morning so I could watch the X-Men animated series and the Spider-Man animated series. So I was ecstatic in 2002 when the Tobey Maguire film was finally released. And funny side note, and I guess a personal connection to that movie, in college my buddy was actually roommates with Willem Dafoe's nephew, and I had asked him if he was excited to see his uncle play one of the most iconic villains in comic book history, and he took me aback when he said, oh, is he in it? His perspective was totally different than ours. That was just his uncle, not a famous actor. Anyways, I love the first movie. I love Spider-Man too. Then through some medium, I can't remember how, but Ashes got us tickets to the midnight premiere of Spider-Man 3. While I don't say no to watching Spider-Man 3, I won't lie. I was a little disappointed that I stayed up that late to watch that movie. And just like that, the Tobey Maguire franchise was over. Fast forward to 2012 and we get The Amazing Spider-Man, a reboot of the franchise starring Andrew Garfield. I enjoyed it. I liked some of the tweaks to make it more comic accurate, like how he had to make his own web fluid and that his love interest was Gwen Stacy instead of Mary Jane Watson. Not to mention they made the villain the lizard, so it was nice to see that they weren't just defaulting to the more popular bad guys. Then The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out, and I once again found myself disappointed with a Spider-Man movie. Apparently, I wasn't the only one, because that franchise didn't even get a trilogy and ended with the second one. Move forward again, and another reboot of Spider-Man is announced. 
I wasn't too excited because this was going to be the third go around with the franchise. And I was wondering how many times you can try to make a success of a franchise that keeps fizzling out. Then more details came out. The reboot wouldn't go straight to a solo movie, but with an appearance in Captain America Civil War. Now that caused a bit more intrigue. How is Spider-Man going to be in a Marvel Studios production through Disney when Sony has the rights to the character? That's when we learned that Sony and Marvel had come to terms on a deal to reboot the franchise that would make it stick. With successful movies like the solo superhero films and Avengers films, the fans wanted to see what Marvel Studios could do with Spider-Man. But most of us had resigned ourselves to the notion that it would never happen, because it was unlikely that Sony would give up one of the biggest titles in their licensing toolbox, even though it wasn't making much money for them. This was mainly due to the fact that it was the only superhero franchise Sony had rights to, and with superheroes movie being a huge success in the 2010s, a lot of fans thought they would just keep rebooting it. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige had wanted to get Spider-Man into the MCU, and he wanted that badly. Shortly after The Amazing Spider-Man 2 was released, Marvel Studios started to express interest to Sony in getting the franchise. After Amazing Spider-Man 2 did okay at the box office, but with bad reviews and a lackluster fan response, Feige made his move. The bridge was started in asking to let Spider-Man appear in Captain America Civil War, which Spider-Man is a character in the Civil War comic on Tony Stark's side, where he reveals that he is Peter Parker on live TV. Aside from a basic hesitancy to let Marvel use Spider-Man, the initial negotiations heavily benefited Marvel over Sony. Marvel would have a 50% stake in any solo Spider-Man movie, while Sony would only have a 5% stake in the Civil War appearance. As the production for Civil War loomed, Marvel and Sony had yet to come to an agreement. Also during these talks, Sony had an idea for a reboot of the franchise using the Sinister Six. However, Sony emails had been hacked, and it became public that Sony and Marvel had been meeting to bring Spidey to the MCU. This put Sony in a corner, and Patrick Swayze wasn't there to tell us no one put Sony there, and it was announced in February of 2015 that Spider-Man would appear in Civil War in 2016, then do his own solo movie with the same actor in 2017. The 2017 film Spider-Man Homecoming would be produced by Marvel and released through Sony. This also led to future partnerships in which Spider-Man appeared in Infinity War and Endgame for Marvel Studios, as well as other Sony movies, Far From Home, taking place after the events of Endgame. After the release of Far From Home, we hit trouble in paradise. Moving forward, Kevin Feige wanted to alter the deal in which studios had a 50-50 stake in the Spider-Man movies, meaning that they would both invest 50% of the assets to make the movies, and then they would split the profits. Sony, however, wanted to keep the original deal that said Marvel would get 5% of the first dollar gross. Disney also has a lot of the merchandising rights to Spider-Man. Disney declined the offer, and that was seemingly the end of the partnership. This meant no more MCU characters in Sony movies, and no more Spidey in the MCU movies. 
There were still two more Spider-Man movies in development under Sony starring Tom Holland, and Sony stated that they would move forward without the help of Marvel Studios. About a month after the announcement that Marvel Studios and Sony would no longer work together, more news came out that they had come to an agreement to work together on the follow-up to Far From Home, and Spider-Man would be able to appear in future Marvel movies. This led to the recent release of Spider-Man No Way Home that gave us our intro to the multiverse in the MCU, aside from what we got with What If, and we got Doctor Strange crossing over to get his knowledge of the multiverse in the Multiverse of Madness film. So clearly, Spider-Man being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and also with the Sony productions has benefited both movie companies greatly. Sony's finally got hits with Spider-Man movies. And if you haven't seen No Way Home, definitely go see it because you get those crossovers. At this point, I'm giving some spoilers. It's been a while now. But you get some crossovers from the multiverse of Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield and the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. You get some of the villains from all of the movies, which officially makes those movies canon in the MCU. So a lot of people were excited about that. And it definitely gave some retribution for some of the disappointment we got in those original franchises. So definitely check out that movie if you haven't yet. But that's what I've got for this week. Again, thanks for your support. Hope you're all doing well, and we'll see you real soon. That's it for this week's episode of Ashes and Will Do Disney. Don't forget we need your mouse tails. If you have a funny, weird, exciting, or just a favorite Disney memory, send it to Disney at gmail.com so we can read them on the show. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ashes and Will Do Disney. This is a public group to follow. We're also on YouTube at Ashes and Will Do Disney. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and have a magical day!